Nate Rosen, welcome to the recap. I feel like everybody who's listening to this should know who you are, but for anybody who doesn't, give us the Nate Rosen one-two punch. So I'm Nate. I write a weekly newsletter called Express Checkout covering the world of commerce through the lens of CPG. I've been in the space for a couple of years at a brand, at a fintech, at an ad agency, been all over, seen a lot, know a lot of people, know a lot about the space, I think, and try a lot of snacks. I'll be be humble. You do try a lot of snacks. snacks. You get a lot lot of snacks snacks sent to you. I got some pockets, chocolates, mango yuzu covered almonds right next to me. You have my favorite fanny pack, which is already like a a little niche of a product, but you have my favorite swag item ever. Your snacks boy one is the Bagu one from Foxtrot that says seeking snacks. Seeking snacks, yes. How do you explain what you do to people? That's even are you like, yeah, I just try snacks. So tell people why they're good and everybody trust me. That's (laughs) Better than what I usually go for. So I, I go for two things. I usually say I'm in startups and maybe say food and bev in there, but I usually just leave it at startups. And if they ask more, they ask more. If they don't, that's fine. Or I say I'm in CPG and then have to explain what that is. Oh, because yeah. no one knows what that is, which is very fair because it's industry speak. And I usually say, your grocery store? I work in that. That's it. Yeah. I know those things. I know yeah. the things that you might buy at the grocery store. I remember even I was like working in, I'm still working in CPG, but when I really went like focus of CPG, I had to ask some people in the industry. I'm pretty sure I asked you too, like, how do you describe this to your mom or your dad? Because when I was working at Shopify, my dad truly thought I was like WD-40ing shopping (laughs) carts. He was like, oh, the ones that squeak at Target? And I was like, yeah, that's me. (laughs) It's easier to say yes most of the time. I know. I do I do shopping for a living. I don't know what that means, but that's what I do. It all feels made up. <laughs> so, Nate, I know I've told you this, but I want to make sure the listeners really know the full scope of how impactful you are to this show. I'm basically just repurposing your newsletter when I do this okay. show. Anytime we talk about news, there are so many ways that you can find like news in the e-commerce industry and there's the Twitter news, there's LinkedIn news, there's drama here, drama there. But you are the absolute best curator of what is actually going on in this industry that people working in the industry should care about. And I think that's a very specific differentiation I want to make. There's a lot of newsletters that are really good. If you care about the space, really good to follow. But not always like the thing that the actual operators really want to know. If anything, they're like, don't tell me anything else. I have too much information coming at me. Your newsletter, though, is so perfectly curated to if you're in e-commerce, here's the news. If you're in retail, here's the news. If you're in VC, here's the news. And here's the top thing to think about if you're in the general industry. And the reason that I last minute brought you on, even though I text you every week going, how's the news this week? (laughs) Even though we do that this week, very interesting news story because Prime Day happened very recently. And you got to talk to some really cool people. I feel like first, before mm-hmm. I like just jump right in, because I just said so many things, tell us about Express Checkout, your newsletter that I pull from to ever mm-hmm. tell anybody the top news. What do you do with Express Checkout? And then we'll go into Prime Day after that. 
Yeah, so I, I think you you honestly described Express Checkout very well. Weekly curation of of all things commerce, I, I've I've determined is a great way to sort of bucket everything yeah. together. It's commerce. Maybe I ripped it from future commerce. Who knows? But Phil Phil has taught me a lot. But commerce, I think, is a great way to describe all of this. And the goal with this is always just to be really informative. When I got started in this CPG world, I was pretty uninformed and sought out various news sources and publications and individuals to just help me stay abreast of everything that's happening across the space. And I was like, I want to learn what's directly in front of me, but also like all this adjacent news and things across the world in general. And like, you look, it's an ecosystem. It's really important to understand what's going on in the supply chain space, but also in the funding space and the e-com space, because it all affects everything at the end of the day. There's very few things that like don't trickle in to other aspects of your business, of how we operate. So I think it's important that it's sort of like all built in together. The goal with this was I just felt like I was seeing a lot that wasn't getting talked about. Maybe some people were talking about behind closed doors, but based off of my 33 issues that I put out and people messaging me, I don't think a lot of people were noticing this stuff at all. So I think I've been able to sort of unearth some interesting stuff that's happened and put in front of a lot of key people. Yes. I feel like for the people who are listening, who are like working at a brand, who are within a brand and maybe their life is not like our lives somehow ended up 90% on Twitter. Yeah. Grossly online. What a great, that's a t-shirt right there. Grossly online. Oh yeah. Yeah. We got to make, you need to make Mm -hmm. an express checkout t-shirt that just says grossly online. (laughs) I really do. I want to make some merch. But there are some people that just like, they're having to operate all day, every day. They don't have time to even think about it, but it's so wildly beneficial to look at not totally opposite industries, but industries that like touch your industry or pieces of the supply chain. It's very adjacent to what you're doing. And you just perfectly curate it for everybody. But this week you did something very exciting and you had your regular curated newsletter. And then today we all just got today as in Wednesday. So today as in Friday when you're listening. It is out. It is live. It is linked in the show notes for sure. Prime Day 2023. I'm not going to lie. I have been inundated in D2C for six, seven years. And the acronyms in D2C, I mean, D2C is quite literally an acronym. All of it has become almost second nature to me. But what's crazy is Amazon is almost this entirely different kind of like box within the e-commerce world. Yeah. That as I was reading through your newsletter, I realized I'm Googling so many acronyms. There's so much that I don't know. There's so much that's different from the traditional e-commerce. So I think let's start at like, give us the lowdown on Prime Day, what it is and why brands that are traditionally quote unquote direct to consumer have become very into Amazon and especially Prime Day. Because I remember like five years ago, we were all going, absolutely, fuck Amazon, don't touch it. And now we're going, you better fucking touch Amazon and get to know it really well and win on it. So I'm curious your your background on Prime Day this year. Yeah. So this year was a massive success for 
Prime Day, according to Adobe Analytics, total spending across both days reached close to $13 billion, where $8 billion was expected. Wait, hold on. Okay, we got to pause. Yeah. $8 billion was expected? Yeah, which is still and crazy. $13 billion processed. Yes. Okay, yeah. Let's just leave that. Let's leave that simple arithmetic there for the audience to do. It's crazy. It's crazy. And in that article that I wrote up, you know, I've links to this. I also have links to Numerator, which is a which is an insights platform. They shared some Prime Day insights as well. It's worth taking a look and and seeing all that data around this massive shopping event. Oh yeah. Um, if you like data, like we're gonna talk about kind of the stories of Amazon Prime today, but if you really like the numbers and the data. Again, in the show notes, go read Nate's article and he links out to even more data. We're like, you just want to look at numbers, have a go at it. It's so fun. <laughs> go for it. Hell yeah. But yeah, so Prime Day has become basically our, our new or another Black Friday, Cyber Monday, Christmas shopping, the whole whole nine yards. It's a massive shopping event that's like another one of those massive shopping events that has a lot of pun intended primed and ready customers <laughs> yeah both on prime and off amazon as well so a lot of retailers had prime day sales a day or two before the event and a day or two after the event and saw a lot of success i uh, love how every like so. sales these sales events that happen in commerce started as Black Friday and then became like Thursday night, Wednesday night, Tuesday night, Monday, the more week excuses before. To purchase. More excuses to purchase. And now we're doing the same thing with Prime Day. Like it really is the first company that's ever been able to own another piece of the calendar in a way that yeah. like Black Friday, Cyber Monday normally does or the Super Bowl does or right. NFL does in general. They own a certain amount of time. And all of us are just going and shopping just just because. And it's not prime days. It's like prime yeah. week and a half. But it makes sense because there's 175 million prime members. It's about 66% of the U.S. population. Oh, uh, my God. No wonder it's a day or two. It should be. It's a national holiday. We should have off from work just so we can go and shop. We honestly should. We should not have to work on Prime Day because we're all shopping anyways. Every Prime Day, the government should give us thousand dollars <laughs> have at it, stimulate yeah. the economy. I want the stipend, stimulate the economy. <laughs> give us a stimulus get- package every Prime Day. <laughs> every Prime Day, come on. We're over Black Friday. We want Prime Day. That's what we want. Honestly, I think brands would lobby for lobby the shit out of that. One, it'd be fun because I would get stuff that I would never think of getting on Prime Day. I get another Dyson, even though I have one, that's fine. Just just to have one in two rooms. Yeah. Or you could buy a Dyson and send it to me, and then I can send you mine when it runs out of battery. You can refurbish it, and then we could just, you know, circulate the Dysons. (laughs) Exactly. Okay, so you talk to two massive brands in the space who are both like, very big in size and in success and and knowing who they are, but also wildly different in their execution of running a business, selling products, totally different kind of products, 
tell us about the two brands that you talked to, and then we'll go into some details about what happened on Prime Day. Sure. Uh, so I had the pleasure of speaking to Hexclad, which, as I described in my newsletter, is basically next generation of pots and pans. So I talked to Hexclad. I had the pleasure of speaking with Jason Panzer, who's the president of Hexclad. And then I also spoke with Dude Wipes, and I chatted with Joey, who's the senior director of Ecom over there. We love it. Okay, let's talk about, because what's interesting is these are two very successful brands who sell yes. omni-channel and omni-channel has been like the number one topic this year per usual omni-channel is it's just depending on what omni is working this year but yep. hexclad and dude wipes totally different products totally different operations on omni-channel where you know i found dude wipes in uh king supers in colorado which is a kroger yep. owned grocery chain so yep. dude wipes is kind of everywhere yeah and d2c might not even be their biggest biggest move whereas hexclad you're not, probably not finding hexclad in like an albertson's kind of situation no. it's not something you need to buy every sunday that you go to the grocery store i might have just given too much information about my bowel movement <laughs> behavior by saying every sunday but it's fine tell me what the biggest difference was when you talk to these two two people from two different brands, how did they approach Prime Day? And what was the major difference that you saw in the two approaches? That's a good question. Overall, it seemed like you know they approached in very similar ways. Obviously, they have different price points. They're trying to attack two different types of consumer. But at the end of the day, like you're playing Amazon's game and there's only a couple of ways to really play it. <laughs> I think, you know, a big difference is like with Hexclad, the consumer, you know, they might have been thinking about it for a while. Like the person who who got that SMS, that email, that that paid ad about Hexclad on Prime Day, whether they're pushing to their you know, hexclad.com or their Amazon page, that consumer was thinking about making this purchase at some point. And even if they only discounted it 10 to 20%, which is like, that's the max that discounted it. This is when they bought. This is the only time they're going to buy it during the year when they feel like they're getting a deal, when they feel like, okay, this is the right time. Like I hate to say it, but when they feel primed to buy yeah. with the perfect timing of a discount. <laughs> yeah. Even if it's a small discount and it's even potentially a discount that like you can probably find during the year. There's many, many other retailers who like, say this is the biggest event of the year. And then like some random Tuesday, you're like, why are you offering 80% off <laughs> yes. full priced items? Like you're doing yeah. fine. This is, this is weird. Right. Overall, it seemed like they had a pretty similar strategy. Both were dealing with bundles and virtual bundles as well. That was one of the interesting things that I didn't really know about Amazon is that you can set up these virtual bundles where at the warehouse, they'll just on the front end, on the consumer end, it looks like you're buying a cap for a 10-inch pan, a wok, and a 12-inch pan. But in the back end, it's just like in a warehouse and they put it all in a box together yep. there, which I think was really interesting. And like with the product assortment that Hexclad has, it's a little bit more varied than Dude Wipes. Dude Wipes, obviously, they have unscented mint, a shea butter one, a body one. I guess they have a bunch. But for some reason, it feels less than Hexclad, even it though- is 
probably yeah, more wipes is generally around the same experience with the product which is wiping your butt with the product right. or moisturizing you your butt with the product. right yeah. maybe you want a minty butthole maybe you want a shea butter butthole really it does feel like a similar product but yeah what's interesting you saying like bundles were a big thing across both it sounds to me like retention was also a focus on Prime Day this year, which yeah. maybe is new. I think I've been saying like retain customers you get on sales days like Prime Day or Black Friday, Cyber Monday for years now. Now we're actually fun. seeing it in action. Yeah. And I think the number one way we're seeing it is in the site of retention nobody talks about, which is the product retention. So if we can sell you across three different categories or even like dude wipes, three, three different flavors for your butthole, I guess. Yeah, flavors. <laughs> I'm, so Let's excited flavors. For, I'm so excited for my editor to deal with this edit right now. Just three flavors across the butthole. Maybe we'll we'll make that the title. Uh, but it is interesting that it's like, it seems like it went from buy the hero product on sales days and we'll cross sell you post-purchase to, I don't know, is it that we're trying to get, take advantage of these like, People have their wallets out. They're ready to spend money. They want to spend money. So let's get them cross category as quick as possible. Is that what you're kind of seeing? Yeah. And also, I, I think something that that Joey said that was really interesting. He's like, Prime Day is about eyeballs, not discounts. And Ooh. I think it's a great quote. I also think like Jason was alluding to that as well. And this is true just for Amazon. Honestly, in general, you have 175 million Prime subscribers. There's more people who also shop on Amazon. That is where people are. That is where eyeballs already are. And especially on Prime Day where people are browsing, they're looking at lightning deals, like they're they're seeing what's out there. They're ex- probably exploring for longer on site. I would love to see stats on like how long are people staying on site on Prime Day Ooh. versus any other day. Yeah. And it's probably longer because like I just went through pages of products and I was like, I don't need any of this stuff. Like I know what I need. It's on but- my, my fridge. I kind of want to buy it all because it maybe is on sale now. It seems like Amazon, I think we've always said this in the industry, Amazon is for buying. Other sites have often been for shopping, which are two totally different experiences from a consumer standpoint. And Amazon's weakness has been that they're not great for shopping. Like if you just go on like traditional user experience, customer experience, Amazon does everything wrong. Right. But all of a sudden, all of us are now literally shopping on Amazon. I was browsing like recommended for you and I didn't need any of it, but I bought half of it. Yeah. And I noticed just like I moved recently. So I've been on Amazon a lot buying bits and bobs for the apartment. And I've noticed a change in both the app. They've redone the app. They moved where search is. Just just that UX is like completely different, but it's becoming slightly more optimized for at least them showing you things like, hey, pick up where you last were searching. Mm-hmm. Here's some recommended things. Like I've noticed they've slowed, they're doing a lot with the live shopping now. They're bringing that into the fold. They're doing a lot to help you, to your point, in your differentiation, to help you shop on Amazon yeah. rather than just buy. Yes. Yeah. And it's like there's discovery happening on Amazon, which I don't think used to happen. I never found new brands on Amazon. It would be Amazon was somebody I would see a brand advertised to me on Instagram. 
maybe didn't want to swipe up for whatever reason or did but didn't buy. And then Amazon became like, maybe I can try it through Amazon. It almost became like a conversion platform. Yeah. Where now I feel like it's going back towards it is also a discovery platform for a lot of consumers, which is interesting. Right. How did you with, you know, both these brands that you talked to, how did you see them thinking about can we get new people to find us during this day where everybody's the traffic is high, people are ready to buy, they've got their wallets out, they're ready to go. Was this purely a retention play or was it also an acquisition play for these brands? Uh, It was both. Uh, I was definitely like new to brand sort of trial on prime day. Maybe they, they see it and they're like, Oh, I've heard of this. This has a lot of reviews. This is a good discount. I'll try it. I think it's definitely true for Hexclad where it's a higher priced item. Those items usually take a lot longer to decide if you're going to purchase. But like we've been saying this whole episode, people are primed to buy. They're going to make that decision. They're like, all right, screw it. I'll buy this right now. Let me try it. Give it a whirl. Yeah. And then with, you know, with, with lightning deals and with all the paid acquisition that was being done by both these brands leading up to Prime Day and, and telling people and pointing people, hey, we're going to be doing something on Amazon. Go there on the 11th and the 12th. Between these times, we'll be there. We'll be offering some discount. Like we're going to sell it fast. Like come on through. So I definitely think it's a mix of like a retention play, at least for dude wipes. I would say for Hexclad, it's either like, oh, okay, I'll finish out my set or mm. okay, I'm going to start building on my Hexclad set. This is a great time to do it because there's a discount and people are ready to buy. Yeah. Yeah. And there's trust. And I think where the distrust comes from buying from a, an owned e-commerce website, a D2C website is often in the shipping and the processing and yeah. all of that. And I can see the Amazon warehouse from my house. Yeah. I can see the new build that is happening. I have trust in that shipping. Right. And as much That's as like I am, I'm inundated in the D2C world and I want to buy from D2C as much as possible. But when you're talking, I might be able to get it same day maybe tomorrow, maybe in two days versus I'm going to have to pay $25 to get it in five days. It becomes a situation for consumers, which I think has has changed for D2C brands because Amazon's done a lot to help these brands. One quote that I have highlighted from your interviews, again, on the article that is linked, I loved this so much from Joey at Dude Wipes, where he is talking about not just the new customers that you're going to get and not just the customers you're going to resell to in this time, Mm. but what happens after all of this and how to make Prime Day essentially a day that sets you up for more success in the future. And there's a quote that he said, for dude, Prime Day is an important lever in getting in front of new customers and increasing our flywheel for a beautiful post-Prime halo. Yeah. Post prime halo. And he says this a couple times the halo effect. Like I often call it the snowball effect or the avalanche effect because I live in Colorado. I understand how snow works down a mountain that you don't you don't want to get caught in. But I I love this so much. Tell us a little bit about what this like prime halo thing is, because prime is more than very much so like Black Friday, Cyber Monday is more than a weekend. 
it right. sets you up for long-term success if you do it right. Can right. you like give us a little insight on what what he means by a beautiful post-prime halo? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think one of the things he's talking about is also like this is this is also like a way to build out your funnel. You're getting and seeing people coming to your brand, interested in your brand, searching your brand. Like it builds up this this adjacent experience for the customer where they they go to your site to learn more they google you they go to youtube to search reviews like you're building up heavy brand awareness just by having eyeballs on site like prime day you're you're getting those hundred let's say you're getting 175 million people just let's say you're getting all those people up over those two days people are looking at you people remember that they might save it they might they will buy it maybe they'll buy it again like you're building up additional brand awareness basically just like it's like a Billboard. <laughs> it's yeah. It's like being, dating. And, Honestly, yeah. neither one of us are single. We're both happily married with like incredible people who don't work in this little weird industry that we live That's in, smart. which is so fun. Good for them. <laughs> they they have all these other things to do. But what is interesting is thinking about dating and the fact like imagine 175,000 people coming and looking at your dating profile or just you on stage like here's the thing that i offer really ideally is not just to get the dates that night it's to get a long-term partner it's to find the one to find the person you're going to be with forever so it's an opportunity to present yourself in a life that will keep people coming back and interested in what you have to offer regardless if they buy or not and i think that is something that most likely a lot of brands miss out on And there's so much advice around pricing and discounting and how you show up. But something that I saw that is almost in this interview, like almost a little bit undercover is the little things. It's the PDP. It's do we have the right content? Do we have the right headline? Do we have the right imaging? Are we creating, even if they buy or don't buy, a presence that makes them want to return Right. The second that box hits their door. And I think that's like a very tricky little piece of this all, which is figure out the hard stuff first. But then when you're launching, make sure that like it all matches an experience where they want to go on date number two. They want to go on date number three. When you ask them if they want to be married to you, they say yes without calling their girlfriends or boyfriends and asking like, are we sure this guy's good? Are we sure this girl's good? Like we are, we're ready to go. We're ready to jump into a longer term relationship. I'm excited to see some stats on, on the post prime day retention, but I'm not going to lie. I do think that there's a, a pretty big opportunity for it because I have done lots of, I'm going to try it out on Amazon prime because it's going to come as fast as possible and then I'm going to order it from the D2C site after that because I know I want it every 30 days, et cetera, et cetera. It's a very, I don't know. It's an interesting day for, for e-commerce brands. Fascinating. It's really fascinating. It's just unbridled shopping. Unbridled not- shopping. That's the title <laughs> of the episode. <laughs> It's good because like with Black Friday, Cyber Monday, like, okay, we're around the holidays, like it's gift, like there's more thought, I think that goes into it a little bit, like you're doing big purchases, you're, but Amazon, it's like, sure, you can get a, you get a vacuum or something that's a little bit bigger. And like, maybe you will finally get that purchase similar to the hex cloud. 
but there's a lot of like weird products that are on sale that probably drove a lot of what was being sold. Granted, I, I think one thing that does indicate like what was being sold was the buy now, pay later stats where tell us about it? it. So this is according to Adobe analytics that buy now, pay later made up 6.4% of online orders on the first day. So around 460 million in revenue and about the same, the second day. So, I mean, in total, almost a billion dollars of that 12 was buy now, pay later. Yeah. So I think it's safe to assume that that billion dollars is probably for higher ticket items like a vacuum I hope not a hex cloud. That's it's a high ticket item, but I don't know if I do buy now, pay later for hundred bucks. <laughs> Maybe that's insensitive of me, but I, that that feels like not great. I did it for my yeah. couch. I'm paying off the couch you're looking at behind me. Couches. What I've done. I've done buy now, pay later for a couple things. My Peloton couches. Yeah. Big. I've even done it for like big, big bundle purchases where I go, and this is this is maybe where like hex cloud buy now, pay later makes sense. If I knew that all of my pans were trash, I luckily got married within the last uh, five years. So I got a whole set of pans. I got a bunch of Hexclad stuff. We love it. We love it. Thanks, Hexclad. (laughs) Um, I got I got lots of our place stuff like I I got a wedding gift from our place that has it's a knife. That's my favorite knife. And it has my name engraved into it. It was amazing. But if I had nothing. And I wasn't getting married and I didn't have that situation. Amazon Prime Day would be a really good opportunity to go. I'm going to buy eight pans and four pots and all my plates and all the things. And if I have to put it on buy now, pay later, I would because I also trust the system, which I think is a very important piece of trusting the system. I have buy now, pay later on my couch, my Peloton and my mattress because I try to work out. (laughs) I love to sit and I love to sleep. So it makes sense that I've invested in these things. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I wish that everybody could see the like visual that Nate the just pain. <laughs> Yeah, it was it was like a fingertips to the forehead. You know, Nate, you're constantly like you're actually very in tune with the constant news. You're watching these brands. You're talking to them one on one. What do you think that? Prime Day this year did for e-commerce and do you think it made like do you think it made an impact this year that it maybe didn't in years before? I think so. I, I think one thing that helped well so one thing I, I noticed when I was shopping just as a consumer and keeping an eye out was they had a whole tag for small businesses. Granted some of those small businesses they use that word a little loosely <laughs> but you know overall over the past like year Amazon has been encouraging newer brands and a lot of newer brands have been going to Amazon. Sanzo has been doing really well on Amazon, Couplets on Amazon, Tenzo T, mm-hmm. Perfy, you name it, there's a lot on there. And I hope and I think based off what I saw that hopefully this was like for the brands who aren't on Amazon, they see this and be like, this is probably a good channel that we should go to. And for the ones who were on it, I hope it really helped. I hope it helped in their rankings. I hope it helped in their review count. I hope it helped their reviews, their bottom line, their profitability. Oh, great, great point that this also, that Prime Day can be, if your sales don't blow completely off the top, you've also got a chance to like just bump your listing really well. Which gets discovered by an Amazon shopper who might be like, 
Oh, well, this, I didn't know this was on here. This looks good. I'll save it for later. I'll buy some uh, perfume later. The save for later function of Amazon is fantastic. Except really for great. that I share an Amazon account with my mom so she can see everything I look for. <laughs> but Nate, thank you so much for coming on. This is so, I think blast. it's so fun to like just go through such a, the last two episodes have been, we have lots of little news happening all the time. But, you know, two weeks ago we had threads roll out from Instagram and, this past week, we had Amazon Prime happen. So I had to bring in people who knew the shit better than me. And you are the one who knows it all. So listeners, again, everything of Nate's will be linked in the show notes. Please go subscribe to his newsletter. It is the only newsletter I recommend to anybody in the space. If you need one, it is Express Checkout. And this entire interview and your interview goes into depth about the execution. And I really like that. And I know we talked a lot about kind of furies and applications but in this article that nate has published that is linked he goes into very intense like execution to the point where i've been in this space for seven years and i had to look up some of the acronyms because it, it is so tactical with these operators i appreciate you coming on last minute and talking to me of course happy to <laughs> <laughs>